أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم المؤمن القوي خير وأحب الله من المؤمن الضعيف شيء فلا تقول لو أندي كان ولو أني فعلت كان كذا وكذا ولكن قل قدر الله وما شاء فعل فإن لو تفعل عمل الشيطان رواه مسلم. So this hadith which is related by Imam Muslim on the authority of Abi Hurairah, he says that the Messenger of Allah, may the blessings and peace of Allah be upon him, said, the strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer, and in each there is good. Strive for that which benefits you. Rely on Allah and don't be incompetent, incapable. And if something afflicts you, don't say, if only I had done such and such. Rather, say, Allah decreed something and what Allah decreed came to pass. Otherwise, you open the gates for shaitan to play with you. And Mu'min al-Qawi, the strong mu'min, first and foremost, strong in faith. The mu'min is the believer. So the believer whose faith is strong, that is the foundation for all else. For if we have great, great deeds, but those <coughs> deeds are not rooted in faith, those deeds are not proper and fitting. As they say, words, or faith rather, without deeds is fruitless and deeds without faith are rootless. So our, our deeds emanate from other than a foundation in faith, they have no real roots. And they're subject to change. So one day we're doing one thing, the next day we're doing the next, that's totally contradictory. So the believer has strong faith. And the strong faith is the faith that bears, that bears the fruit of action. As it said, some mention as a hadith, or maybe it's a, a, a report from one of the companions or the tabi'in. They said, Deen bitamanni wa lakin ma waqara fil qalbi wa saddaqahul amal. That deen here meaning faith is not a fancy, it's not something you wish, something you imagine. Rather, it's what takes root in the heart. And then is testified to by the action. People can talk, talk, talk. Islam is not about talking. Islam is about doing. And when the talk 
contradicts the action. We talk about how Islam elevated the status of the woman. Then we beat our wives and we don't even find within ourselves even seek out a strong Muslim woman for marriage. What does the law say? By way of example, all the things that righteousness involves. It's not righteousness that you turn your face in the direction of the east or the west. Or in, in other words, that you do one thing. Some people, they think they get the beard right, so they have Islam right. They get the length of the trousers right, they have Islam right. They get this one thing right, they have Islam right. No. It's more than that. The foundation of righteousness, faith. That you believe firmly in the last day, and in Allah, and the last day, and the angels, and the, the scriptures, and the messengers. That you believe firmly, then, and then, the actions that follow, they have roots in faith. So the woman first and foremost should be strong in his faith, strong in her faith. And then on top of that bodily strength, a believer should be a physically fit, physically strong individual. The nation of Islam, that had that right, that part is right. They had the FOI, the food of Islam. They were physically fit men who are trained in martial arts, able to defend themselves. And physical strength is important, but faith is more important because if one is physically strong with no faith, they might use that physical strength to bully others, to tyrannize others, to engage in, 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 in un inappropriate, unsanctioned actions. So the physical strength must be rooted in faith. Then that physical strength is used to protect the weak. That physical strength is used to engage in uh, supererogatory acts of worship. You have to be strong to fast voluntarily. You have to be strong to frequently go for umrah. You have to be strong, physically strong, to get up at night. And the proof of that, we might be people, we pray to hajjud, we fast on Monday and Thursday. What happens when we get the flu and our body's weak? There goes the tahajjud, there goes the fast, so physical strength is important, but it's only beneficial if it's rooted in strong faith. And then that physical strength is used for good. <laughs> Intellectual strength, premise, you find very weak and unsubstantiated arguments. And many of our, 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 our young people, particularly, but older ones in some instances, and the, the, under the illusion of being intellectually strong, they lose their faith. You get text messages every other day. I don't know if I'm a believer anymore. I'm not feeling it. I read Richard Dawkins is the God delusion and I'm deluded concerning God. But I say in the appearance of intellectual strength, they're intellectually weak. Because I've yet to met someone in that category who's used their intellect 
Now, I read Dawkins. Did you read any refutations of Dawkins? No. You read The God's Delusion by Richard Dawkins. Did you read The Devil's Delusion? Atheism and his scientific pretensions? <laughs> A blistering critique of Dawkins by PhD David Berlinski at Princeton University? No. Did you read John Lennox? God's Undertaker. Has science buried religion? A critique by a trained scientist who's also a trained theologian. A blistering critique of Dawkins, no. Then is your faith so, so weak and your intellect so strong that you'll sell your faith for one book and not read 10 or 20 or 30 books trying to defend your faith? And is your illusion or pretension at intellectual prowess so weak that you can't even do a thorough intellectual search of the subject? So the faith, the intellect has to be coupled with faith. And then we use the intellect for those things that are declared and recognized as ma'roof, as good. And not for those things that are, retro, are recognized as dastardly and evil. The believer should be spiritually strong. <clears throat> and the spiritual strength is it, it, it informs the strength of our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it also informs who we are as a human being. Because as a human being, we're not just an intellect and a body, we're a soul. We have an animating spirit within us. And that spirit has extracted the intellect and the body of no use anymore. We have a, 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 a spirit that yearns for its Lord. We have a spirit that testified to the oneness of, of the Lord before this body, before it was even housed in this body. When Allah gathered the spirits and asked, Am I not your Lord? And they all bore witness. Certainly, yes, Shahidna. We bear witness. That's what a human being is. And a human being strives to be strong in all those aspects of his or her being. And so the Prophet said, This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful expression. Because if the Prophet وسلم, if he just said and left it there, people might have thought they could rightfully arrogate themselves over a weak believer, someone weak in their faith, or weak in their intellectually, not as strong as they are, or not as strong in their deen. But the Prophet وسلم, he says, and each there is good. There's good in the weak believer. Because the fact that he or she is a believer elevates them with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with their Lord. And so we don't look down on anyone. We don't arrogate ourselves over anyone. That's a satanic characteristic. That's the way of Satan. He arrogated himself over Adam why did you not prostrate when I ordered you to do so? I said, I'm better than him. You created me from fire, you created him from clay, I'm better. 
I'm stronger. I'm more deserving. No, Allah makes that determination. So we don't arrogate ourselves. Many of our Muslim schools are rife with bullying. Right, including intellectual bullying. And if you don't believe that, you're deluded or ignorant of what's going on in our schools. We, these are characteristics we have to uproot from the deepest root and cast out from our community. There's no place for arrogance of any sort. Shaitan, as we said, is arrogant. He, he refused the commandment of Allah. He arrogated himself and as a result, he ended up amongst those who rejected faith. So we are humble. We don't speak, we don't seek humility, our, our elevation rather, through our, our physical strength we might possess, our intellectual strength we might possess, our spiritual strength that we might possess. We use all of that to, to actualize our slaveship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kullu dhalika. It's all to actualize our slavehood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not to elevate ourselves over others. And so we strive for what strengthens us physically. We try to eat right. We try to, to exercise regularly. We try to get a, a, a decent amount of, of rest to recuperate. Try to live right, to strengthen ourselves physically. We try to strengthen ourselves intellectually. We should be readers. We've been transformed by screens into to viewers. We view our screen on our cell phone X hours a day. We view the screen on the computer. We view the screen on the television. But we're told by our Lord to read Iqra, Bismi Rabbika Read in the name of your Lord who created. Allah didn't tell us Shahid. Read. Because reading develops us and develops our cognitive processes that increasingly we surrender to the machine. Many of us are old enough to remember the time when we memorized every phone number. Our actions, Allah is always mindful of everything that we do. So our awareness of the presence of Allah should be more acute and it should check our actions. But Allah Ta'ala's unchanging reality. Can Allah wala Allah's unchanging reality. So if your heart's with Allah, Allah doesn't change. Therefore your heart doesn't change. Your heart's not up and down. You're an even kill.
So we try to orient ourselves towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We try to orient our hearts towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.